Merry Christmas, everybody, today. God bless you all. I hope everybody's doing well out there today on this beautiful Christmas day. I hope everybody out there in the whole world is having a wonderful Christmas, remembering the true meaning of this special holiday. I hope no one is letting, that's listening to this message, has let the, the commercialization of this day by big business and the devil cause them to forget the true reason why those that love God really celebrate this day. I said this today, I quoted this on my Facebook, and I also sent a lot of text messages, and it went a little something like this. I, I said this, God inspired me to write it just this morning. Christ came in the flesh and was born as a baby in a barn. Wow. The maker of heaven and earth, your heart and mine, left perfection, gave up his throne in heaven, humbled himself to come down to this sin-filled world full of hate, murder, and rape to show mankind the love of God and the way to God. Wow, again. And that is the truth of this day. That is what we should be celebrating and not all the stuff. So please, I hope you don't, don't focus on all the stuff that's perishing away because that's not really what Christmas is supposed to be about anyway. You see, the pagans tried to ruin this day before Jesus Christ came by making it a time to celebrate all the devil's false gods. But God turned it around in Satan's face and converted the day to the celebration of his son, Jesus Christ. So that's what we do here at Gospel Saving Church. We're going to celebrate Christ for Christmas. I'm going to read over just how God made it all came to be. Then I want to share some simple things with you that God has shared with me this week and he has spoken to me. So our title of today's little Christmas short message is Totally in God's Hands. We're going to be reading Luke 1, verses 26 through 38, and Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. It's the traditional Christmas message. It's the traditional Christmas, you know, what Christ did and how God made it all happen. So if you guys want to open your Bibles or you could just listen along, that'd be great. The Bible says in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, Speaking about how Christ came, the Bible says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and, his, and, to, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, the Holy One who will be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has already conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant, the maidservant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. 
Bible goes on to say, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up to Galilee, out of the city, out of, the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Isn't what Jesus Christ did for us so amazing? I mean, here's what God showed me this week on the reflection of the birth of his son. Remember I just said, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. the maker of heaven and earth, your heart and mine, left perfection, gave up his throne in heaven, humbled himself to come down to this sin-filled world full of hate, murder, and rape to show mankind the love of God and the way to God. Well, I just want you to think about this term, humbled himself, for a minute. Jesus Christ was born as an infant baby into a world of harsh murderous and evil people who as a whole didn't love God at the time that Jesus Christ came. He came with no power and no authority and nor until he was older could he even speak one human word. Think of that. The creator of the universe. No power. No strength. Couldn't even speak. He couldn't defend himself nor stand up for his rights. He gave up his right to completely rule creation, and creation had complete rule over him. He came into our world, and to put his and to put it as simply as I can, he became completely helpless. Completely helpless. So when we break down all that I just said, God showed me this about this message and why it's titled the way it is. Jesus Christ decided to put himself totally in God's hands. Herod tried to kill him. Mary could have dropped him or dropped him and you know maybe broken his neck. He could have contacted some disease, you know, contracted some disease from another child or some bad food. He could have died from anything. I mean, you know, in those days people's life expectancy was not that long. And he knew all this before he came down to earth. And he knew all the terrible stuff that could have happened to him. He had already seen it. Yet despite all the danger and all the threat that there was to killing him and, and all the danger that he put himself into, just becoming a human baby, he decided to put himself totally in God's hands. He decided to trust God totally and come to earth to save mankind. He put himself totally in God's hands, which meant that he set all of his trust and hope in God and left the results of what happened to him completely up to his Father in heaven. Once he was out of heaven, he was no longer purely God, 100%. He became God holy, you know, holy, but then he also became fully man as well. So by him leaving the protection of heaven 
and coming in a, a form, think about it, that could be killed. God could never be killed before that. He, yet he did it, and when he did it, he put his trust totally in God. If you really meditate on that, and you really think about it, it should blow your mind. It did me. It, it just God just gave it to me just the other day. It's, it's kind of I was thinking about the birth of Christ and you know all that this day means to me and everything. It just really will blow your mind. So in, in light of that, how Jesus Christ put Himself totally in God's hands, because there's always God's perspective, and there's all, and then we have to look at our perspective. God has something to ask us as well today. Are you? And me, are we deciding to put ourselves in our lives, in everything in our lives, totally in God's hands? Are we deciding to trust Him completely in every way and in everything? Are we trusting Him completely with all of our problems? Are we trusting Him completely with all of our worries? Are we trusting Him completely with our health? What about all of our needs, like a job, if we don't have one, or rent, and if we're, you know, maybe we're about to be evicted? Or what about a spouse? Maybe you're unmarried and you really, really, really want to be married. Are we putting all those things in God's hands? Are you and me deciding to put it all in God's hands and put our trust totally in Him? To work it all out for us. If you can say in your heart right now that your that your life and all the things that I just mentioned are not completely in his hands, then I want you to think about this. Think about this thing God just showed me this morning. I got up this morning and God had me write this this whole little excerpt here. Today is the day that we celebrate the birth of Christ. It's probably not the exact date of his birth. We we're we're all in agreement on that. But it is the day that we are going to celebrate, we choose to celebrate as Christians, the day that he was born. So, we call it, I call it, Jesus' birthday. And since it's Jesus' birthday, and usually on somebody's birthday, you give them a gift, what gift will you give Jesus Christ today? But then, you come into like a weird kind of thing. You think, wait a minute. What could I give God who the Bible says owns everything? He, anything you see, planets, stars, gold, silver, houses, jewels, money, he, he has everything. Everything's his. So what could you give God on his birthday when he has pretty much everything you can see? Well, you can only give him one thing that he might not own right now, and that is yourself. You can give him yourself, and you can give him your complete trust in him. You see, the Bible says that God gave us free will. And with that free will, we can choose to love and serve anybody, whoever it is, doesn't matter. We can serve ourselves, we can love ourselves, we can love God, we can love the world, we can love anything. But God wants to know, who will you love today? Who will you serve today? Who will you live for today? Who are you living for today? Are you living for yourself? Or are you living for Christ? Who are you putting all your trust and hope in? Yourself? This world? Or Jesus Christ? Because if it's not Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, 
But you want to start today to give Jesus Christ yourself and give him that present and put your trust in him completely. He tells you to do it like this. He says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. So that means we'd make a decision to start loving God with the things that we do, the words of our mouths, the things that we watch, the ways that we talk. We decide to love God more than anyone or anything in this life. We put aside all the things that we love more than God, and we decide to love God more. He goes on to say, And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He finishes by saying, He who finds his life will lose it. So if you want to find your life and continue to run your life, continue to rule your life for yourself, your earthly life now, Jesus is saying, then you'll lose your life after because you want to run your life now. And he goes on to say, lastly, he who loses life for my sake will find it. If you lose your life to him, if you surrender your life to him, if you give him the present that he doesn't have in you already, if you're not telling me you're trusting in him and you're living for him and you're loving him more than anything else than anyone in the world, then he doesn't have your life. He says, lose your life. Lose yourself. Surrender yourself unto me. And then you will gain eternal life. You will gain his presence in your life. You'll gain his Holy Spirit in your life. You'll gain his love in your life. So you see, Jesus Christ knew God's promise to anyone. In Psalm 34, verse 22, God says, The Lord redeems the soul of his servants. Listen to this. And none of those who trust in him will be condemned. So, as Christ put his life in his existence and he came to humanity fully and totally in God's hands, that's what God wants you and me and everybody on the face of the planet to do while we're alive. Put our lives totally in his hands. So if your life is not in his hands and everything that you worry about is not in his hands will you surrender to him today and like Christ put all your trust in him so that you will not be condemned and trust fully in him as Christ trusted fully in God when he came to earth if you are if you already do belong to God then won't you give him the gift of totally putting your trust in him for Everything, whether worry, desire, or need, no matter what you could need, that you really need, no matter what you could desire that you don't have, and no matter what you don't, you know, that you worry about that you, you know, you can't change anyway, will you give God the gift of trusting in Him completely with everything as Christ did when He came to earth in the flesh? You see, Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So how we please God is by totally trusting Him with everything in our lives. There's no other way than by completely trusting Him. Just like Jesus did when He came as one helpless. He came as one helpless. But He put Himself totally in God's hands. So, 
Merry Christmas, everyone. And I hope you decide as Jesus did. No matter where you're at, whether you live and love him or whether you don't live and love him, I pray that you would today. For Follow Christ's example. For Christ followed the example of how to please God by having total faith. And put your life and yourself and everything totally in God's hands. Praise God. Well, that's the end of our message. And as I said, Merry Christmas to everybody out there today. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas season. And I say that because Christ is the reason for the season, not all the stuff, as I said earlier. But if you want to join me in one last tradition that I have with my family, we're all here sitting in my living room, just a nice little quaint Christmas day or Christmas day. We usually sing Jesus happy birthday every single year. So if you guys want to join me, we're going to sing him happy birthday in just a moment. And then we're going to get to go have cake. Now, if you're coming online, you obviously can't eat the cake that we're going to have. But you can certainly sing happy birthday to Jesus with us if you'd like to. And we're going to sing here in a moment. But anyway, may God bless you and and give you a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. And um, uh, from me and all my family to all you guys out there, God bless you. And um, we're going to sing happy birthday to Jesus. One, two, and three. Happy birthday to you, Jesus Christ. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Praise be to God. God bless you all and have a wonderful Christmas. Bye-bye now.